Okay, proof of concept. Um, episode. This will be episode seventeen, and um, I'm I'm sitting down here. Um, it's Alex, and I got my boy Kenan. And um, Kenan, how are you? I am excellent. This is going to be a very special episode, Alex. I know this has been something that we've been looking forward to having our next guest on since maybe like the beginning of the podcast. I remember when we first mm-hmm. came up with like you know we had the whiteboard, of course, the first whiteboard we had podcast names we have podcast names and then right next to the next column over star guests and our next yes. guest i'd like to say is very high up on the list so alex <laughs> hand it back over to you who we got on today buddy yes uh today's guest is david johnson um how do you even introduce david well number one when i worked at lulu for a semester at uva mm. he was my he was my life advisor that was not his official title but i would ask him questions i would ask him random stuff and i'd just be like david what do you think and he he would answer in about five words and just encapsulate the entire answer and i'd be like wow i would just step back and be like I'll get back to you on that, but but David is a runner. He's a certified personal trainer, a certified personal trainer, um, right. fitness instructor at Formula Fitness in Charlottesville. Uh, shout out to Anne and the Formula hey, family. Yes. Hey, Anne. Um, Emily. Hi, Emily too. Yes. Uh, Emily, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure Emily listens. Oh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> um, also, uh, believe David oversees Champion Run Club um, in terms of managing it and kind of serving as a lead for that run club um i mean what else can we say he's a philosopher in my opinion he's a deep thinker um uh, what else i mean this this is david so david welcome to proof of concept i appreciate that i think that's the first time i've ever had an intro um one one thing one thing i want to take out uh so sort of joking um yeah i met you at that place i don't like to say their name there was that's fair. there were, there oh, were a yeah. lot of a lot of issues there um mm. but yeah i appreciate that intro 100 percent. yeah <laughs> of course and and you know uh like many things there are stages of life and you're in a new stage now and we really right. want to you know kind of get your take on, a, on several different topics um first off you know as someone who operates in the fitness industry in the health and wellness industry um, I'm just kind of curious what motivates you to help people reach their fitness goals. I think my, so my personal story, um, the first three years of my life, I, I lived in the hospital. Um, wow. so I have, I have one functioning kidney. Um, I've had multiple surgeries. Um, and then I just honestly look at my community and my family, uh, my, brother, my mom, my grandmother, my uncle, and two of my aunts were all diagnosed as either pre-diabetic or diabetic, the same, like within the span of a couple wow. months. Um, so like I have been on this, my, I guess my, my fitness journey, if you will, uh, for, for quite some time now. Um, but attempting to to get them them on board and honestly like looking at the community and um seeing and understanding like the correlation between mental and physical exercise um i've i've been on this path for some time um i attempted to like do some some free classes like community classes Mm -hmm. um but i think prolific has prolific has done an amazing job with with 
that. Um, sure. I'm I'm very proud of of them and what they have what they have become. Um, but yeah, I guess that that is my my answer to that question. For sure, and I think uh, I'll take a step back because I forgot to mention uh, David now officially teaches at the University of Virginia. He just uh, this semester began a new class on running, um, and so if if you can take that class, I would highly recommend. Get that um, list. Get the, get the, get the, get on that, uh, the course grade reviews up. Let's get it going. Trying to yes. get everyone moving. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the goal. I think when you raise others up and you can educate them in terms of health and wellness. That's how we see the best effects and how it multiplies. Um, and, and yeah, so so thanks so much for that. And I think I almost want to say you were part of the founding group of Prolific. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I was, yeah. Yeah, I was. And, and, and um, so, there's a little uh, founding father, a little uh, founding uh, Prolific little badge, a little, uh, little what are yeah. my grind songs, little, little, little uh, gators, yeah. got a founding father gator. <laughs> 20, I, have, oh. I have a couple gators here, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Now oh that now gosh. that uh, yeah. I I wear them as headbands a lot while I'm mm. running because yeah. sweat like, pours in my eyes sure. as hot as it for has sure. been lately. <laughs> so you've been around prolific since more or less the beginning, I guess. You know, something that you know we've and I think we saw the post a couple weeks ago. It was our like the one year anniversary of the Jacob Blake, uh, of course, you know, yeah. murder, and then the run following that murder. Um, that was our first run. Um, and I remember that was actually, I saw Mike Ryan posted, that was his first run too. So I, I, I that never wow. clicked for me. We were on the first one on Mike and yeah. now he's, you know, <laughs> taking over the whole, the whole merch gang, which I know Alex has been yeah, he's in charge trying to get, the, his, get in his uh, design and, and branding. Um, yeah. but yeah, but I guess David kind of ask you, cause I know of course you've had experience in the overall Charlottesville, Charlottesville running community. Um, you know, it's just, you know, way, way beyond just prolific, but, um, how would you kind of describe, you know, people who aren't in a know with you know, the running community or just struggle in general, like what, what makes Prolific so unique and different and kind of how you've seen that really pick up, especially, you know, when we were just talking about, you know, the past couple of months has been a really great time for the, for the crew and everything they've been through. Yeah, I think, um, I think my brother Will has, has something that he said that has actually stuck with me. Hmm. Um, he said they took, uh, how did he say it? They took a, a sport that was, that's for one person and made it a team sport. Yes. Um, and yes. I think that they have done that literally in every sense of of the word. Hundred um, percent. I am I am in a, a group message. <laughs> yeah. With 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 them, um, it is uh, probably two hundred people in this in this group yeah. message. So you can yeah, imagine. Hey, we're in how, there. We're in that. Yeah, group. we pop in every now and then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so I I've been with clients a few times, and they've been like, "Do you have somewhere to be?" And I'm like, "I'm sorry." my attention is to you i'm gonna meet yeah. this yeah it's it's very entertaining um took a single man sport and made it a, yeah. a team sport um i think something that was very impactful for me because like i, I teach classes um mm -hmm. i knew that a lot of them had and were in the past training for uh half marathons marathons 8ks the virginia mm -hmm. beach one specifically yeah i uh i didn't intend on um attending the the actual race yeah. um because work comes first in, right. in my life um but i was grateful that i i did get to attend it um and i got to see that firsthand we i didn't run the race but i probably ran 15 16 miles that day yeah. um just because of 
it's just because like the the vibe of everything it was yeah. it was it was a beautiful thing like i've never attended a race and had so much encouragement um yeah. i actually honestly kind of think that i liked encouraging people more than i actually liked running the races yeah um really? it was it was that impactful um yeah i cried at it <laughs> so i don't oh. cry often but yeah i think was... a lot of people did at that i think from what i heard it was just Shamrock, yeah yeah i mean just a lot of support it was almost like a professional team in the sense that there were meals um there, there was a kit there was a whole deal and, and there there were uh, i saw some some runners wore uh alpha flies you know the nice nike alpha flies so, uh, it was basically <laughs> oh, a pro that, team that may have been a mistake <laughs> oh really uh you, people didn't train in the shoes but it's it's fine that, they, they that's made a it great through. point that's a great point i think um yeah i mean you know that on race day there should be no surprises in terms of your preparation um that's what i know correct uh, but, yeah, but they made it. That's, that's what matters. That's yeah, what matters. They, made, they, they are learning from their mistakes, and <laughs> they are they. We have we're we're help, helping train um, a lot of a lot of prolific, but um, Anne has done an amazing job with with the the training plan for for yeah. all of that. So, um, trying to keep everyone on track, and they are well prepared this time hopefully and mm-hmm. gonna crush it everyone's gonna crush it and i guess to kind of let me get one more you know training talk question out of you i know i was thinking about this that shamrock time period i know alex and i were in the midst of our preparation for the half marathon short seville half which was like a month later and we were looking mm-hmm. off to shamrock and we we're like man should we just like you know jump the gun should we just go ahead and you know run these guys because again you know i, I remember <laughs> yeah. that first run we went on a year ago i remember that was my because i know i like everyone like a lot of people started running during quarantine um, mm-hmm. So that was my first time running with others, and you know, just kind of how you described it. Of course, it's just a completely different experience when you're running as a team, and you feel like that. It's like that palpable energy of, oh my gosh, you know, like I can keep running for like 12 miles at this rate just because you know mm-hmm. everyone's there and everyone, everyone. And I think that's the group mentality. Everyone has the same mentality as David, where mm-hmm. you run, you get your miles in, but you're actually there at the end of the four miles, five miles. When the best part for everyone individually is to be able to go out and support others and that kind of collective sure. you know unison is, is really powerful but i remember you know so that was kind of you know that's what kept pushing us to come back again i'm not a morning person <laughs> so obviously i alex you know will beat me out there a couple of times but i remember in that <laughs> march april time frame we missed so we didn't go to shamrock but then seville marathon coming up and a week out alex pulls his, gets a pull on his hamstring yeah so I, I was you know, I was listening to the podcast and I heard that. Let's you know. go, let's oh, go. You. But that's you know. By the way, yeah. I have to, I have to yeah. also say, um, I'm not able to make it often because I'm not because I'm not a morning person, but honestly, mm. like work just kind kind of comes. Yeah. People like working. People like working out in the mornings. I'm like For you're sure. in, you're in the way, but yeah. I got to do it. Um, no, but people like to work out with you in the morning, so you got to be there. You know, that's the thing. I got to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta be there. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Respect people who can do. I know uh, our boy uh, Jeff Boychuk does the grind of you know formula. Uh, it's formula right after the, you know prolific and that mm-hmm. double header. That to me was always crazy. Again, like it's, to me, it's like, the quick uh, <laughs> Sally. You going to equilibrium? You going hey, to Sally? Yeah. <laughs> get, get Every some flex time. today. Every time it. it's like Jeff, can we grab some coffee? He's like, oh no, no, no. I'm going with Sally to, uh, to the flow. I'm like, come on, dude, give me one time. <laughs> I got a ten minute window. Right, Let me yeah. see if I can get I can get maple off back of the man. Shout, shout out to maple. 
one love they, game, love Maple. Yeah. They are they are mm-hmm. different. Yeah, I've I've done that a few times. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. You have <laughs> to yeah, it's it's a different type of shape that you have to to be for in sure. a different type for of sure. focus and motivation that you have to have for that. I guess with the motivation thing, you know, I remember something. I've always wanted to know from anyone who, again, you know, I, I'm definitely gonna be a lifelong learner when it comes to training and running. But you know, for me, it's always one of the most difficult things to try to, you know, make progress on is dealing with setbacks. So especially, you know, when I think back to that, you know, when Alex dropped out, of course, you know, me selfishly, and again, I think we had hard conversations, you know, amongst the two of us is like selfish. I'm like, Alex, you know, push through yeah. it, man, because like we did all the training <laughs> together. <laughs> your yeah. first thought is. Uh, yeah. Your first thought is, oh, now he can't beat me in this race. So I'm good, bro. Like I'm hey, good. Bro, I'm a, we <laughs> no, weren't racing, man. We were a friendly okay. competition. Always only makes us better. But you know, <laughs> I wanted to be there. I'm sure. I you know, I'm pretty sure he wanted to be there too. Despite you know, you know, Alex 100%. plays it cool. Like, hey, man, you know, yeah. the waves are rolling. You know, if I'm not, if I'm meant to be. I'm not gonna run, bro. Come yeah. on, you just lost a hundred dollars <laughs> in the race deposit. You cannot tell me. Sometimes yeah. that gets me. That gets me going. But one hundred eighteen U.S. dollars. Actually. Okay, you see, you see, you that, that's that's stuck with him. He's like, I, he's like, I still remember that, that cloth. My pockets. <laughs> right. okay. So now that we've established, you know, I mean, I love the fact that Alex was, in fact, a little bit hurt missing out that race. I was hurt. Mm-hmm. What do we do? And then what's your advice for us, you know, in the grand scheme of things and running and training, dealing with setbacks and kind of, you know, going back on road um, and kind of, you know, still setting, you know, readjusting your goals, even if it's not, you know, a failed race, but even if it's a, if it's a slower race than usual, how do you kind of advise your clients to move beyond those setbacks? make sure you're you're good as far as the injury like mm-hmm. uh I'm, i don't want you to to injure yourself further um sure. just kind of keeping your eye on the prize um alex for example that the the money is 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 the motivation <laughs> like i don't want to lose this money kind of thing uh that's that's kind of a joke but no um no, just keeping no, your eyes on the and, and honestly and, it's funny because i spent more on shoes for the race than i did on the race fee so i really oh can't gosh. talk so it's gotta be the shoes i, I bought the no 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 i pulled my hamstring in a different pair of shoes but um anyways yeah as it's, you were saying it's funny i've i've been listening to to emily a lot we keep bringing mm-hmm. emily in up but um typically when you you run a race there's a reason why you're running the race, mm, um, mm. and and she's she's kind of made me dig into that to that more, I guess. Mm. Um, so if it is like just like some sort of like schedule thing, or like yeah. that you want to you want to keep on track, and like I think that like races, I pl- I played basketball growing up, but I think that yeah. sports in general kind of teach you lessons in life. Hundred um, percent and racing is, is is a sport and it, it yeah. teaches you lessons in life so it, it'll teach you to be intentional like with everything that you with sure. you, that you do so there's typically a, a reason why you are doing something um a lot of times that that why is i mean that why is just important in general but yeah. a lot of times that why is what motivates you um, to continue on, um, and and I like it. we like to get to what the root of that is. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. No, I think so. Sense. I think yeah. from like a, I think that's something probably like the first thing I identified early on when I you know first started running was like what made running yeah, special and different was that again you know, you I think you spoke on a little bit earlier about you know intentions and saying like hey like 
you know, I think a lot of people have, you know, I think mistaken what their tensions are when it comes to running in terms of, you know, oh, like, I don't actually want to run for this reason, but because they believe falsely, I think, that, you know, oh, running only has considered one purpose, which is to, like, punish myself or is to, like, serve as, like, a way to, like, you know, to get out there and make myself do something that I don't want to do. Um, so I feel like a lot of people, you know, at least my experience have also been like, oh, like, because I was, because I was that person, I was that person who hated running, and I was, you know, always going to be like, every time I go out, why, like, I don't want to be doing this, and I'm going to like mm-hmm. really grind myself out to get like t- two to three miles in a run. Um, and I remember you were like, I'm a masochist. I'm just yeah, <laughs> I was just like, doing this, put myself through pain. Exactly, and it's just like you know, I feel like the and the first thing I really realized was that that's a choice. You know, where it's like, you know, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be that way. And the only reason why, you know, you're, you you know, you think running sucks is because you're going running thinking this sucks. So, you know, for me, like that motivation, you know, again, I think relative to you, I have a very like short running career in terms of, you know, my experiences and kind of, you know, my, I feel like my why has stayed pretty, again, pretty stable because I've only been doing it for, you know, a couple of years now. Um, but from your perspective, maybe when you've been running for a bit longer, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing and maybe assuming here that, you know, your reasoning for changing in the short term of running, you know, that reason has, that why has changed and evolved. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. I think that just like with anything, you go through stages mm-hmm. and you, you like, I go through stages all the time, which is probably why I don't necessarily look like a runner mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not in love with this right now. Gotcha. Let me, let me back off and yeah. I'm going to. I'm gonna go and lift heavier. Sure. Um, if I'm not training for something, right? Yeah. Um, but oftentimes, I guess to get back on that that saddle, I will then find what it is that made me love running yeah. in general, which is um, when I when I first started running. Um, I guess the goal or the why mm-hmm. was, oh, I need to. I, I went away to college and I needed to lose weight. Okay. Um, so I, I found a race. Um, for me, that, that was my why at the time. Okay. Um, I guess the pandemic forced me to realize like, oh, I do this because it is what I guess m- keeps me I'm very competitive, mm. so Same. that is, this is the way that I, I get to be competitive. Same. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, and I didn't realize that until the pandemic, and yeah. like, it, it took me to like, not have classes and not have races, and like, yeah, I don't ever plan on coming first in a race necessarily, Yeah. but like, I will find that person in a race, honestly, like, that I am, I'll find that person yeah. that I'm like, oh, I I can compete against this person, yeah. and like as as the race goes along, I'm like, oh, I I beat that person. Yeah. All right, who's the next person I'm gonna yeah. try and beat? Yeah. Oh, there is that person. Names. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and like that's what motivates like <laughs> yeah. motivates me to continue. Yeah. Um, but also I I have a plan that I'm also it's it's kind of complicated because I have a plan that I'm trying to stick to, but I'm yeah. also like what's going to motivate me to con- to stick to this plan. And I mean, and I think life is that same way. Yeah. Um, like I, I have a plan in life and like, what is it that motivates me to continue? Yeah. Um, oftentimes that is 
I see people and hear people like you all mm. that like reach out and, and they're like, I see you out there, like continue doing what you're doing. Like you're doing an amazing job. And like, that is what keeps me going. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I hope that, did that no, answer? It, it definitely did. Question? It definitely did. And I think just to kind of, and I, I don't know Alex add his thoughts here as well. Cause Hey Alex, me miss you there a little bit. Mm-hmm. Alex been there. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm back, you know. Coming back, coming back. Um, was... <laughs> <laughs> Went to Danville a long time ago. I understand why your service is going going out. You're, it's crazy. You're like in the middle of but nowhere. But I think I'm back now. Uh-huh. I... 100%. <laughs> yeah, as, as you were saying, Kenan. So I was saying that, you know, again, as somebody who mm-hmm. also... I'm basically Thor. I'm basically the god of... No, I... <laughs> I'm worthy. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. Get out I of here. Um, so yeah, someone who, again, I would Sorry. I think describe myself as also, you know, competitive. And I know Alex and I have shared some, uh, I remember the first prolific runs again, you know, we saw, we could take notes of, you know, tracking down mentally, oh, okay, you know, made by my grind to my left. Okay, made by my grind. You know, make, th- make, th- make this, make this, not make this. Um, but <laughs> just, you know, how do you do? <laughs> make, make this, right? This. Yeah, oh put that gosh. on a shirt and then charge me $20 for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get in trouble. Yeah, see, it's okay. It's okay. No, no, no. Tea. Yeah, we stop showing up. We move out of start, see and then we start dropping tea. But um, no. So again, you know, as someone who's competitive, <laughs> and I would say, I know you touched on motivation. Let's try to maybe fuse the two a little bit because something I've noticed by myself is it's one thing to compete against others when deep down you're actually competing against yourself. So, mm. what does that mean to That's you? That's a word. Thank you. Um. What, do you, what does that mean to you, and how do you mm-hmm. think that's really affected your experience, not just with running, but you know, if we open this up to life experience if you want to, but also in terms of how have you maybe learned to, you know, progress and make some progress? Yeah, and just you know, stop competing against yourself. Do you, stop? you said stop competing? Or, or do you, if you, I don't know. Whatever, whatever works for you, guys. I don't. I don't know that you. I don't know that you ever <laughs> kind of stop competing against yeah. yourself. Um, I think that, that, I mean, yeah. as human beings, like that is, that's something that you, um, you just naturally do. Yeah. Um, I think that there is a healthy way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like to think that I kind of have that in check. Yeah. <laughs> um, as of right mm-hmm. now, uh, I, I think that I do. Um, but yeah right i'm like but I, I like like today for example i like i was in class and i was like my i woke up this morning and i was like my legs are ridiculously sore like mm. i don't i don't mm. I, I got up this morning and i was like why, I, I didn't i didn't do a long run i don't know why my legs are sore mm. um but as a trainer i always tell clients like listen to your body sure um and, and with that said, that doesn't mean like, don't push yourself, but also keep in mind, give yourself a little bit of grace. Like you, you're, you're, you, you may have did a hard workout the day before or the, the mm-hmm. day before that. Yeah. Um, so, so always keep that in mind. However, my competitive side came out today and mm. I was, I was beside someone that is really fast. Yeah. And this is one of your students too, because I feel like that's like different level, right? It's like no, no, oh, no, okay. no, no. <laughs> this the person that I was beside. She is she's really she's really gotcha, gotcha. she was 
she she was in the she was attempting to qualify for the Olympic trials oh, wow. a couple of years ago. Okay, okay. And okay. I I oftentimes have to to realize like, hey, I'm not I'm not there. Yeah. Right. But for me, I with with like running, right? Yeah. So the class is half running and then half weightlifting. Gotcha. So I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. I know that she's she's gonna beat me in the running, right? I'm gonna still compete yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And, and and that gives me a goal, yeah. right? And like I may not say the goal out loud, but yeah. like I have a goal in mind, right? Yeah. So when I start the class, she may start off faster than me, yeah. right? So her her mm-hmm. base pace or level one that yeah. she is for the whole time may be higher than mine, right? But I'm like, if I lower my my base pace, yeah, I can I I, I set myself up for success to compete with her for the actual intervals, right? right. And then when we get mm-hmm. to the floor, I'm like, okay, I know I'm a lot stronger than yeah. this person. Yeah. And like, I'm doing this in my head. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, I, I think that you always kind of compete with, with yourself. Yeah. Um, if, yeah. I, I actually agree. I'm sure you do, Alex. I mean, I'm um... sure I can just definitely hear Alex being like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you, you got me in the first half. I'm not going to lie. But uh, just wait, because yeah. uh, fourth, fourth quarter, Alex. Yeah, exactly. Fourth quarter is where where it matters, right? So I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing I like to call, and have gotten older, uh, selective competitiveness. Mm. Is that what you um, call it? You know, yeah. Over time, oh cool. Yeah, he right. totally created uh, that. But it's great. <laughs> I like it. I love it. Roll with it. Yeah. That's what I call it. That's what I call it, and. Because I've learned that everyone has gifts, and everyone has, everyone can put in hard work, but talents set you up differently. Mm. So, you know, once you learn what you're naturally, go for it. No, I was having this conversation with um, Marcus Dixon, who also is a part of Prolific. Um, Oh yeah, Coach M Dixon. Yeah, he he does. (laughs) He does. um, He does (laughs) basketball training, Mm. and I was telling him like there are there are people that are naturally talented, right? Mm. And no matter how hard a person trains, right? Um, what What is the saying? Hard, hard work beats, beats talent. talent. When talent doesn't work hard. hard, let's go. Sorry, Alex. Right? But that's but not wait. necessarily, Asterisk. that's not necessarily always true. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because, I'm gonna go, okay. like, you can have someone that's working mediocre, right? Yeah. Say a little, I think that he works really hard, so I won't say him. But so I'm still gonna say him. But Mm. say LeBron James doesn't work as hard as me. I will never be LeBron James. (laughs) Like my, I don't have the physique. I don't have like any like yeah. So he's he's naturally gifted. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So like I was having that conversation with him, and I was telling him like there are people that like. He works like I work with people with that play basketball as well, mm-hmm. and like I've realized like, hey, like you, I I think that you should continue to work hard. I'm not trying to n- knock you down yeah. or anything, but like also understand mm-hmm. that you have to work harder than any of those people. Yeah, and and you still may not, you still might not be as sharp as them. Like, yeah. and that and like that's when like reality has to set in. 
Um, but yeah. No, I mean. Yeah, that's just being real, and that's just keeping real. And just to tie the bow on selective competitiveness, you know, think about an arrow in your head. Okay. So selective competitiveness to me versus me, because at the mm. end of the day, that's what keeps you in check. Because yeah. you have to keep yeah. yourself in check, but it's also yeah. you versus you when the dust settles. And so, basically, that's just something I've learned over time through through soccer, yeah. running, one of my one of my cycling, whatever it is. One of my sayings that I I preach in like my classes. I'm always I always mm. say like you're you're in competition with yourself. Just trying to be a little better than you were the last time you were here, a little yeah. better than that last interval. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's that's the goal here. Like it's not who is necessarily beside you. And I know I just said all of that, like because I'm competing with yeah. the, <laughs> the lady beside me. But like yeah. that's that's just a mindset that I have. But when you come to class, like you are don't comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. Like don't compare yourself mm-hmm. to, to that person beside you. Yeah. Um or do it in a healthy way like yeah yeah you i know that i'm never going to be lebron james like i'll yeah. go back to that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know because one last thing hand up like i compare all the time i'm on record on an mm. earlier podcast saying during prolific growth yep. there's so many people so many at so many levels i'll pick some i used to pick someone out and be like all right but by the end of this run i'm gonna pass you and i'm gonna have a lot of fun doing it and you know, just you can. Say I was just you there for the that. the family energy. Uh, then we got Wolfie in the corner. I like the Wolfie <laughs> little, little uh, team mascot. I'm all I'm all for the team, man. I got, it's me and Maple yeah. just taking nice easy easy strides. Oh, you, you can see everyone. No, I, mean, I, I think, think that true. we. No. Yeah. I mean, I think that we all do it. Like, I mean, I yeah. went to, I went to a, the women's four miler a couple of years ago, yeah. where I I didn't necessarily know the women that I was seeing and I it, it's a persona that a person has right mm-hmm. and I was like you just tell that person's that person's gonna win the race yeah um and mm. and we all do it and I was totally wrong okay um there we go. I was totally wrong mm. okay um I mean she the she came in like a top position yeah but it it was the way that she carried herself that made me think mm-hmm. like oh she's about to win this yeah like she's about to crush this yeah. yeah um so i i know that i just said the whole like lebron james thing yeah. and i'm i'm contradicting myself and i guess but I love it. yeah yeah you you can't judge a book by its cover in the same in the same token yeah. um I mean, life is nuanced. Life is sometimes this, sometimes it's that. So, I think I think it all makes sense to me. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I, I think it's always you versus you. You just like that, yeah. You know, uh, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's an interesting way to take it. I think you know, it's kind of maybe it's a little extension here. I know we're, we're going around running, so I try to you know have a little checklist in my head about what we talked about. We're running. We mm-hmm. talked about you know maybe like what you're thinking when you're running. Well, you know, we started with why you run, right? So we did why you run. Kind of what you're thinking. We've mm-hmm. touched on who you're running with. The prolific. I guess the last one, at least on my mental list, is where you're running. Um, I know something that you know we've chatted about a couple times in terms of you know your background being in Charlottesville um, and growing up in the neighborhood and you know kind of seeing that community develop and now running with prolific and you know how that's kind of given you a different you know unique experience within the running community of Charlottesville. Um, how has it been like for you in terms of you know those runs? You know, obviously, you know, again as 
I guess kind of you know we'll also my little two piece and then completely hand it off to you because I know we really want to hear your your thought on this. But you know, as the two students who are in you know, the prolific group and for the past year, that for us was the craziest part was like saying okay like again you know the bubble that exists of course UVA exists within the bubble and kind of trying you know beyond the community and see mm-hmm. like that to me was the real value of the runs you know the I mean now I don't think I ever woke up saying oh like you know I'm doing this for the physical output of it it's obviously always nice, nice to get a run in, but the real eye-opening part of that was of course the environment for us being you know kind of out of out of our own you know little pond finally out of mm-hmm. UVA um, but yeah. I definitely have always wondered and I think every time I can hear from you know the, obviously the Seville residents in the group it's always really cool to hear how the group has affected them yeah I mean I think prolific has affected my life I think that I've, sp- I've somewhat spoke on that yeah um I'm 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 seeing myself and I think representation is mm. super important um where I met Alex uh mm. I I preached that a lot there yeah um they didn't necessarily understand what I meant by that but I think representation is super important and, and that is what motivates you um my sister Kat she she said that she's been quoted I'm pretty sure as saying she didn't see herself so she she created that for yeah. herself yeah um yep. so that group has motivated so many people um just just to get up and moving mm-hmm. um and and I I am in awe of like what they have have accomplished. Um, yeah, I, I think representation is is like the main, I guess, focus in what I'm I'm saying here. But like, yeah, I, I think that that is ridiculously important. And, and I can't tell you the amount of run clubs that I I went to prior to. Like, yeah. I am I am the director of champion run club sure. and um oftentimes i get like man i see you out there running like you're motivating me from people that look like me and like yeah. like i said that that keep, keeps me going mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but yeah i think that, that that is super important and and that's honestly changed my life and since since prolific i have not receive comments like did you run here like mm. they're like right. those comments have now stopped because yeah. there are people that look like me out doing the same thing yeah um yeah it's super important I mean, there's uh, one thing that i just that i realized after running with prolific is that there's this immense power in the collective support of diverse individuals who may have nothing in common except the run but there's power in that there's a strength that you feel you can't touch it but you can feel it as you run Mm -hmm. and i think that's why that's why it's so meaningful to so many people for sure i also Uh, think that like due to prolific like people people dig a little deeper right yes because you can't not be yeah i just use double negatives but you can't not be there (laughs) and and not just just talk to people yeah um I can't tell you the amount of times like I've been out and people are like, "Yo, did you did you go to did you go to prolific?" Or yeah. <laughs> and, and like I mean they do it with Champion as well, but like prolific has become mm-hmm. so so big yeah. um, that it like people just recognize you for coming there and like yeah like I just I 
said, I'm not able to get there as much as I would like to because yeah. life happens. But because you don't want to run the no. hills every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I love, I love, the, I love the, I love the cold showers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Kid, I'm, I'm totally kid. kidding. I love the cold showers. Um, <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I guess to kind of, I don't know, I think we, we touched on this a little bit earlier as well. Um, I know we know pre-recording we were talking about your new class UVA and that kind of, again, bringing that back to prolific is once again got me thinking about, you know, I think the beautiful, the most beautiful part of that experience for us was being able to live within Seville. And I think, you know, I definitely, I remember saying this, I think the first couple in the group meeting, in the group meeting at one point, it was like, you know, this has been like the really, the only opportunity I've had, again, as a temporary guest of this community to really feel like I'm able to engage and mm -hmm. on a meaningful level um, in terms of, again, I think we talked about this in the spring, but obviously Alex and I are in the service organization and we've been able to, you know, through Madison House and through our organization, like we were able to do service and a lot of UVA students, I think the stat is um, maybe they've they've written this again uh, in, this, in this year's pamphlets. So they always say it every year, right? 95% of UVA students do service, which is a great stat. Like no one's, you know, no one's knocking that stat. That's, that's awesome. You know, I'm sure, you know, not every university gets to do that, which is cool to say like, you know, we have that awareness. They have get people out there in the community. Fine. But I think really where I started to understand maybe not the downsides of service and more importantly, you know, what service isn't. Because I think, you know, I've always, you know, been in this organization at UVA now, you know, for three years at this point, three and a half years. I always thought, kind of, you know, thought good of myself saying, oh, you know, service is good. You know, I'm doing this, this and this to help out. But I never really had this kind of experience to kind of show me, okay, like, here's what I, here's, you know, as a student, what I'm not really able to do is, you know, be a part of this community, not just for the sake of, hey, like, I'm here giving my time. But instead of giving anything, it's more of a, it's more of a relationship of you know, of reciprocity. It's like, hey, like these are my neighbors, and I'm there because you know they're there for me, and I'm there for them. And you know, to kind of put that, that like the very specific moment I realized this when we were moving out, um, that resident I forgot her name, but I remember the, we were moving out that residence, Miss Brenda, Miss Brenda from, yeah, and that was like. You know, moving day, we all go in with our trucks. But Kenan, first off, I don't think the listeners have ever heard that story. So could you quickly explain <sighs> okay. what that was? Um, yes. I know we don't have a lot of time, but um, that's, that's context, important to you. just show exactly sure. what happened. Mm -hmm. And David, please feel free because I, I, I want to think I remember most of this, but let me know if I'm missing the dots here. Um, but as I remember, Miss Brenda, um, she lived um, in one of the areas that we run by in the prolific run crew, run, 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 running routes. Um, and again, for more context, for those who really don't know, Pacific, you know, it's four to five mile routes through this uh, traditionally black neighborhoods in Seville. Um, she was one of our, one of the greeters that would show up, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday along our routes, give us support. And that again is like, again, as a new, a new person to Seville, as a temporary resident, that ability to just engage with members on that genuine of a level was, again, one of the best parts of it in terms of being able to be out there and not just, mm -hmm. I'm not here doing service, I'm just here running. And, you know, I mean, well, it's, you, you see me as someone who, you know, is there genuinely. Um, so that was really cool. It's on a broader note, but yeah, Miss Brenda was out there three times a week, and then she, of course, was finally moving out of her home. I think she was there for like they said like, twenty five years plus. Um, yeah, she had yeah. been there for a really long time. She yeah. um, she was a long time supporter of Prolific, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure the reason behind her moving. Yeah, but um, she word got out that she was moving. Yeah, um, and prolific i wasn't able to be there yeah. um but prolific 
got together um a lot of members of prolific and they they literally moved her yeah um into her new place yeah um and i i believe um she was given like like grocery yep. uh groceries as well yep. um but yeah i to, to i guess to, to i don't know where necessarily yeah, you yeah, were going, yeah. but yeah. to to answer to answer what i think was was sure um, and suing was, uh, uh, I think oftentimes, at least the community sees um, that statistic mm-hmm. of, of UVA yeah. and they, or we believe, at least in our heads, yeah. that you are there for a service, okay. right? And you see it as a service yep. instead of a genuine connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is oftentimes, honestly, why you probably, as a student, have a difficult time actually creating a genuine 100%. connection because 100%. you go, you may go into it like, oh, yeah, I am, I'm actually here to seek this genuine connection, right? Yeah. But due to other people that yeah. that may not understand, like what is what is actually happening yeah. in the community, yeah. Um, what I mean, so I have backstory i have a, a cousin that just moved here she actually literally just called me um she okay. just moved back here oh, wow. from <laughs> from um dc okay and she works for region 10 okay. um and she wasn't aware of a certain community um in charlottesville okay. um that community is southwood um southwood which you all work yeah yes. you, you all work there yes um you all work for the Boys and Girls Club. I'm actually yeah. attempting to organize um, some sort of run there just to bring awareness oh, to I, that community. Oh, I wish I was in Seville, man. Um, I would have loved that. Been, that would have made my so, whole so, year. <laughs> a little, so cool. a little more backstory. My my yes. mother owns the first Habitat House built in Charlottesville, so I'm, wow. I'm, and and she's like on the board of of that. Yeah. Of of Habitat. I shouldn't say that. That sounds crazy. Yeah. But yeah. she's on the board of, of Habitat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I am so attempting cool. to uh, to to organize some sort of awareness run. Yeah. Um Habitat is actually trying to attempting to um to take those people and they don't want to displace anybody, but yeah. they want to build them homes. Yeah. Um obviously that takes money, that takes so if I I feel like if we can bring awareness to that because yeah. my I like got off on a tangent but my cousin no she was she it's worked true. for Region Ten and it's she true. was like oh um, I never knew that this existed she actually referred to it as a third world country she said it looks oh. looked oh. like a third world country um, I knew people that lived there um, yeah. I've, I've mm-hmm. me and my my ex we mentored a little girl that lived there and my grandmother raised three um three siblings um that mm-hmm. after she finished raising them um yeah. they went to live with their mother there um i shouldn't say after she yeah but she went to or they lived there um mm-hmm. and one of them passed away last year um so that that place kind of means something to me um and and also and mm-hmm. then like once mm-hmm. habitat came in mm-hmm. And like they're attempting to to do this amazing thing where they don't want to displace anybody. Yeah. Um. I am mm-hmm. I am in contact with the Boys and Girls Club and also yeah. as well as Habitat, being that my mother is on the board. Um. 
So yeah, attempting to to do that. But I think that things like that are, are just super important. And then, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I went on a tangent no, there, but yeah. I think it's great. No, it's fine. And just That's to kind great. of, I think, touch on, of course, the Southwood example. And I think it's actually one of the, the my main, not takeaway, the thing I learned the most about, you know, Southwood really gave to me because I really, you know, it may sound corny, but I really do believe this. I like, I got more out of that than I gave in. And again, son is yeah, I think that I think yeah. that that is the the definition of genuine connection. Like you, yeah. you shouldn't just give. Yeah. And and, and oftentimes when you give, people yeah. see themselves as like a charity case, and nobody wants to feel like a charity yeah. case. So when you are receiving mm-hmm. something as well, that's I think that's the the definition of exactly. a genuine connection. And people, um, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, you're oh, you're fine. I was just saying like, because that that is it sounds transactional, but I think that's sometimes it's kind of the point is that service is almost yeah. inherently transactional and people again, you know, UA students that I've come across in my organization and others, they have really hard time accepting that because, but the thing is, I think once you accept that, that's not again your fault, it's just your matter of the broader context of UVA in the community that you're gonna like, you know, you're gonna be seen a certain way and no matter what your true intentions are, like the only way to kind of go past that is to really, you know, I remember I was having a conversation with someone from UVA administration, giving them credit because they really, I think, put it into perspective for me, it was, you know, you guys are doing a lot of great work about our organization, but you're trying to go into spaces where you aren't getting invited into these spaces. And if you don't do this the right way, even though your intentions are good, you're actually could be, you know, causing harm, you know? So I think, yeah, go ahead. I think it's important to, to put yourself in the other person's shoes because like a lot of times people people are maybe poor like they they face all of these yeah these life world circumstances and like it's all it's, it's important to put yourself in in their position and like yeah. why they see you yeah. in a particular light um yeah so no, 100% and southwood for me was like that was again like the ultimate example of that because of course you know again as a privileged white person attending college like I, there's no chance in hell I can really relate to what this third grade is going through, you know, growing up in this community. And the only, and I really realized, you know, because again, with children, especially, of course, you know, longevity and consistent, you know, presence, that's, you know, if you don't have that, you can't really build much of a genuine connection at all, you know. So when children, it's so important, something we've always, you know, tried to maintain in our, in our organization is, you know, if you're going to sign up for a children, you know, something that is service to children, you got to be there like every week and because on a consistent basis and that was ended up to me being the most beautiful mm-hmm. part was being able to say okay like you know the first first month or two you could definitely feel and alex i think maybe you came for a couple of them um and you can definitely kind of feel this early on like mm-hmm. this not distrust but just just this hesitancy of hey oh, you know sure. like yeah. you know we've we've seen right. this story before you know we've had not to give any shade here but i'm just caught like it is we've you know isc you know the sororities and the frats you know they'll come once a month they'll do their hour They'll check their box and they'll keep going, right? Mm-hmm. That's not just them, but yeah. those are those the ones I saw when I was, you know, no, for sure. going. It's just groups, student exactly, groups. Exactly, you know? and I think students again, we'll it's say. not a terrible, it's not a bad thing because that's just again who we are. We're students. We have other things mm-hmm. that we have going on, but where I think it gets dangerous is when you start to again, you know, feel like you're entitled to serving and saying, hey, like you know, I'm entitled to have you view me as you know, and then of course you know the back to that the, the white back to that why complex kind of goes into again in terms of like mm-hmm. I'm here. Like, yeah. No one likes, and I think you know, there's enough awareness now. People don't, people try to push back against that. But I really think it's hard to really, you know, go past that unless you're willing to accept. And yes, David, as you were saying, go back to your why and say, okay, like, why am I really here? And is that does that is that coming across? 
No, probably not. Why might that be? Oh, because UVA has this, you know, a UVA student carries a certain connotation in this community because of the greater, you know, relationship between the two spaces. Well, what can I do to get past that? Not much if I'm mm-hmm. coming once a week for an hour, you know, but maybe, you mm-hmm. know, if I'm starting to build, you know, a long-lasting relationship and going beyond just, you know, showing my face and, you know, kicking a soccer ball with some kids, there's only one way to go around that, it's consistency, you know, so... Sorry, Southwood for me was always hold. You know that first. It was that first time I really learned that lesson and tried to just build that into. I, re- I remember, um, we were having a conversation a while back, mm. um, mm-hmm. and I was telling you all. Um, I think I told you all. Mm. Uh, there was the little girl that me and my ex uh, we mentored. Yeah. Um, this little girl had faced a lot of trauma in life, and um, she was she was a Hispanic um, girl. Uh, she had been in like foster care and et cetera. Um, the, I didn't know at the time, but the family that she had went to, they were an African-American family. Um, they were abusive towards her. So she, um, she saw African-Americans as abusive people. Um, it took me over a probably over a year to to actually create or can like have a genuine connection yeah. with her um mm-hmm. and when it when it happened my ex at the time like she she recorded it like and we were on like a basketball like th- this little girl would literally not talk to me yeah like she wouldn't talk to me and like uh-huh. it it was her and then we also um I guess kind of mentored a, a another little girl who is all over my Instagram if you follow me. Um, but she has Down syndrome. Um, mm. But the the little girl with Down syndrome, like I had already established a connection with her, and the the okay. the girl, like so, I sort of I guess had some sort of leeway with with that. Mm. But um, once I established like the connection with her like it was it was such a moment like right. I, I like remember her pulling out her phone and like oh my gosh like the so backstory my my ex is a t she was a ta um at okay. the time okay. but she was like oh my gosh like the teachers are not gonna believe this yeah. and like she recorded it and like sent it to her teachers and was like they were like oh my gosh like i i can't believe this is happening yeah um so with that said like it it takes time to to establish those connections, yeah. um, but but they are very important, and and you shouldn't stop just because you you come in contact with some sort of hurdle. Um, once again, that's like life. Yeah. Um, persistence is key. Right, and my takeaway from that is two key things: humility mm-hmm. and patience. I think if we had more if we strove more to be more humble and more patient with ourself and with others um that's not a cure-all it's not a panacea but it could help work towards you know a better you start small and go big right so local community your your entire city your state you know what i'm saying so i think and it's easy to talk about and it's hard to do for it's sure um but well, I, yeah, I just, definitely agree. It's thought. hard to do, and I think you know reasons why I think spaces like Prolific can again, from a selfish perspective, can serve so much value to students. So selfishly, to put it out there is because 
there's inherently not many opportunities for students to engage beyond their capacity as students because that's who they are and you know if you're able to kind mm -hmm. of you know find mm -hmm. hobbies like running and you're going to find these outlets where hey like you know it's a running club but again you know and again you know moving with brenda that was the moment where it's like there's more to this you know and you don't get to dessert if you know you know eat your veggies first right so you don't get to experience these like really special moments if you don't put in the work <laughs> and actually you know you know earn your keep in this not earn your keep but you know be a part of this you know the, the prolific community any community you want to join in charlottesville genuinely because that's at the end of the day that's what makes it to mm -hmm. me has always made uva even you know more than universities because okay that needs to be I mean, UVA is fine, but I didn't go to UVA. I went to I, no, no, really, no. UVA is fine. I didn't go to UVA. I didn't go to UVA. I went to Charlottesville. You know, and that to me was like I didn't realize that until like four years in. I was like, okay, like, and I, I wish you know, maybe I hope you know, other students can get to that same perspective. Not to say again, I solved the puzzle. I didn't. There's a bunch of stuff. You know, I, I still you know, I left Seville wanting to learn how could I do this better. How can I engage? You know, maybe I kind of you know, I started doing some things with prolific or with APO in Southwood other areas. But how can I do better? But I think just that process of getting to that starting mm -hmm. point, that starting line, if you want to be literal about it, like that was a really special experience for me. Like I guess, David, to turn it to a question for you, it's any advice you might have, and I guess, where would your message be to UVA students? And now that you have your own students, it's so cool, which we got to, let's get into that too as well. Let's not forget, we got to ask them how that's been. But what is your <laughs> advice, you know, to UVA students when it comes to, I don't know, I almost hope, I, I, this is an air quote to everyone listening at home, like coexisting with, with Seville, living with the Seville community, but coexisting with Seville, for UVA students, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that I think that it is a, it is actually like just getting out and exploring. Um, mm. I was taught I can't remember who it was, um, but I was talking to someone and they said it's probably Emily. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. I, can, I cannot remember who it was that I was having this conversation with, and I don't think that they knew how impactful it was for me. Mm. Um, or how, how eye-opening it was for me. Hmm. But um, they said when they got to UVA as a freshman, um, someone told them never to go past 10 and a half street. Yep. Wow. So that is a common thing that is told I, to students. I think it's not something I was told directly, but I think what's more common is this, again, you know, you hear, and it's, I don't really want to almost repeat it, but you know, Brady Avenue has a certain connotation that, that, that market, yes. you know, that was one of, so, yeah. so I guess you could kind of say in, in my teenager years, my, mm -hmm. my, my dad started dating a lady that lived on Grady Avenue. Okay. Um, so I kind of grew up there. Wow. The person that I was talking to, I know who the person is now. I won't say mm -hmm. their name. Um, but the person that I was talking to, they referred to Grady Avenue as shady Grady. Yep. yep. And mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, like that's, I was being facetious, I guess. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's funny. Why do you call it that? Um, and they was like, oh, it's just so shady there. Um, I don't think that they realized that I was a local mm -hmm. at the time. And they like continued like just like shitting on Grady Avenue, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. And I was like, that that's funny because like I grew up there and like I Surprise. like revealed this to them and they started like backpedaling faster than a football player. Yeah. Hey, got a We got They were like, oh my gosh, like I used to buy my kegs from that store. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. It's, it's too late. Yeah. But no, like, um, I think that it, it is not just for Charlottesville, but just in life, understand why people are the way that they are. Yeah. Um, 
understand and it's funny i was like having this conversation with my aunt the other day i listen and watch mm-hmm. people are going to think i'm crazy for saying this but i listen and watch a lot of murder <laughs> mystery stuff oh and i don't listen Ooh. and watch detective <laughs> johnson uh-huh. i don't necessarily I like that. listen I like that. and watch open and shut case sir. <laughs> i don't necessarily listen and watch because they are they murdered someone i think that i more so listen to it to understand why they are this way. And I may never get to the bottom of it, but that is at least the reason that I have said to myself, like you're listening to the, um, get but yeah, I think the that mind of a maniac. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's a, that's a little boozy. That's boozy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, of my, one, of my, one of my best friends is the biggest Lucy fan of all time. And I'm like, bro. He is out. Oh, Boozy is. A, I, I like his music, but he's yeah. a wild. He's a wild card. I feel like Boozy was like yesterday's no. like like a uh, sorry. It was a it was a uh, boogie with a not not a boogie. Um, young boy, young boy fans. They after like were like Boozy fans like back then. It's just like oh, this yeah. guy is like really a little bit out there. And like if you're like a if you're a huge <laughs> young boy fan, I, I have a little bit of questions. But hey, you know, do your thing. But sorry, they're not wrap <laughs> tangent. But Boozy's no, yeah. I I could fine. not stand Lil Boosie like when I <laughs> when I first got to college, and then he I, like it's all that I heard, like okay. literally, and and now I'm like, gosh, I just I just love all of this music. It's yeah. funny. Um, oh my gosh! But yeah, how things change. Okay, but now the question is the hot the hottest thing on the block for some people. Uh, thoughts Hard on Donda? Um, I'm not a Kanye fan. You say you're not um, a Kanye fan? But just quick thoughts on Donda. No, Alex, I just uh, Alex likes to be um, listen. Okay. If you know, if Donda was like an under the under the radar type of album, and Kanye was up and coming, Alex would give him more of a credit. I, I'm a Drake yes. fan. Is, is be coming. that person I'm, I'm that was Rick. like, I listened to Drake before Drake got popular. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I won't go that far, but I'm on record saying I'm a Drake this. fan. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Done. Um, no, no, but I'm on record saying I'm a Drake fan. So, because Kanye. Not Kanye. Hey. Kenan is a Kanye fan. I'm both. I mean, so, again, I think uh, it's it's okay thoughts? to be both, right? Now they're they're fighting a little yeah, bit, yeah. but David, yeah. down the initial take, yeah. how do you like it? Oh my gosh, um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love exactly. it. It's um, that easy, right? <laughs> I I so it's funny. Um, I don't you you guys follow me on social media. Mm-hmm. One of my friends posted. She mm-hmm. actually went to the the fest like the which one Donda event in, Char- in Chicago? Chicago. Oh, she lives in okay, Chicago. Okay, okay. Yeah, so she Homecoming. she's like a, like. Um, but we when graduation first came out, um, yeah. this she was a year older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but she used to drive me the dr- drive me to school. Yeah, and. When mm-hmm. graduation came out, she like literally messaged me this yesterday, wow. and she was like, "Are you <laughs> listening to this?" And yeah. she was like, "I kind of." She was like, "I want to fly back home, like Whoa. just to like do like have this like yeah. I guess like reunion of everything." Yeah. Um, and I posted it on my social media because she um, yeah. then tagged me and something. Mm-hmm. But um, first mm-hmm. listen, um, I it's Kanye. He's a musical genius. Yeah. Um, so I expect nothing less. Yeah. Um, I am not a fan of the, uh, the, the things surrounding the album. I understand why he okay. continued not to release it. 
okay. and continued having these events. It's a money thing. He okay. was making millions. His marketing rollout um, was, doing... I think, one of the most genius things. Again, I can definitely see where you're coming from. He was like, yeah. not really appreciating it, but the way to like... And I'm like, bro, yeah. like, release the album. Like, we're going to judge you on the music. I don't need the... Yeah. like, But it's Kanye, right? Like, he's... It's, it's, he has the brand, that. yeah. He's like one of the only few people who can um, say, hey, like, I have my moments. And I know y'all are waiting for this moment, so I'm gonna stretch this shit out as much as possible. I'm gonna charge you sixty dollars for this Balenciaga hat, and you're gonna buy it because you want to buy it. No, yeah, definitely, yeah. I think I honestly think the only reason that he released this album, and I know that he said, "Oh, I didn't." Give yeah, what happened there, the man? He Did he release it? Was because was because Drake, Drake announced Drake, <laughs> yeah. and like Drake. There, there are some shots that Drake on the album. They are, they are. Um, so why do why do losers why why do losers uh, have a hard time like yeah. when they're losing or something? Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. But uh oh, what happened? We good? We're here. We're here. We're good. Yeah, we got you. Uh, <laughs> we're good. But yeah, I, that line is. I'm sorry, that line's kind of trash because. Yeah. I can Drake at least... is literally the most listened to artist. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, for being you know, fair, we all yeah. uh, he 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 has an ego, clearly. No, he does. He I definitely agree with you. Fucking hero is what he said, but yeah, I um, think <laughs> one of my favorite Kanye West lines, by the way. Wait, which one? I can walk around in a speedo and be looked at like a fucking hero. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> That was like Spazia. Yeah, that was Spazia when he used to be. Uh, he still is to this day, but I feel like he had his time. I, I'm, a, I'm a Kanye fan from 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 way back. I miss the old Kanye. I miss the old Kanye. Should have the gold Kanye, man. I, I respect that. Like I, I have respect for him and and you know what he does. I, I don't appreciate it as much as some other people do, but but I respect it and I know he. Um, you know, he, he's got a very unique. Oh, for brand. sure. I mean, it, it's funny. I was like literally having a comment. I I was. I went to a friend's house, mm-hmm. two friends' house, and I was like, "Wait, are, can we ha- like can we listen to Donda?" And they was like, "Yeah, no, let's not do that." Like, aha, now, okay, <laughs> and, okay. And I was like, "But why?" And they like obviously went mm-hmm. into the whole the Kanye like, art artist, situation. yeah. Um, and I think that I kind of have a unique perspective on that. I think that I think that he didn't support. I think that he supported. 45th another yeah. person another name that i refuse to say i think that he yeah. re- mm-hmm. he supported 45th for reasons aside from the reasons why we didn't support right mm-hmm. um and i think that he thought in his head like i can change his mind i can blah 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 so that is why he was meeting with i made yeah but um once he realized like hey i can't change his mind mm-hmm. i think that he was like let me try and be the change and run for president myself. Yeah. Um, mm. I don't know that I would have voted for him, but I, I, I'm, maybe I'm, maybe I am very naive and and trying to shoot my man some bell because because I used to be a Kanye fan, but. Um, <laughs> I feel yeah. it, No, I think I, I, I love the album first listen, but I like to sit with it for sure. No, it's, it's one of those albums I think it's gonna be like for sure be like something that has to grow on you because of course it's almost two hours and there's so much you know so many layers to it it's a gospel album it's a it's a rap album it's a pop album it's so many different things so i don't think, I think it is, anyone, yeah 
honestly probably one of the most successful gospel albums. Oh yeah. Will will be one of the most successful gospel yeah. albums. Yeah. Um because people that aren't Christian are getting into it. Yeah. Because the first half, you, the first the first side, you're like, oh man, okay, we got Trav, we got Baby Keem, you know, we got Hove on this verse, and then it's a rap album, and then you're like, all of a sudden, you know, you're on, you know, No Child Left Behind, you're just crying your soul out. So, <laughs> and I think that he experience. did some like the like the baby, for example. Like, oh yeah, about him not being on the verse. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Brown also doing the same thing. I yep. think that he did that purpose on purpose for sure. It's it's a, once again it's a part of his 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 rollout. I yeah. think that everything with Kanye part is rollout. a rollout. For um, sure, mm-hmm. he's a marketing genius. Um, he he pisses people off. Yeah, I gotta give it to him on purpose. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah. So can I ask you, Alex? Um, I try to cause this back full circle. I think I have. Yeah. A tr- a, the last transition to kind of bring this full circle. Music, sports. Everyone knows, kind of you know the par- two parallel streams of culture. David, you kind of just said it. You know. So kind of you know if if R. Kelly had a therapist, I'm not putting words in your mouth. I, I don't know. We don't know how that would have transpired differently. But the broader point of just getting therapy when you reach a certain level of fame, a certain level of pressure. I mean, you know, I think the old what's the old line is that all musicians want to be athletes, all athletes want to be musicians. So going back to sports and training, that's a Drake bar, right? Is that is that it's, one of it? It's something of the sort. Yeah. And sports are synonymous because we want to be them and they want to be us. Exactly. Thank you. Um. Mm. So. How do you how do you think that translates into again you know maybe not just you know the Drakes and LeBron Jameses of the world but at any any level of performance you know the the mental aspect of it and you know the benefits of having maybe not everyone can afford or needs you know you know a, a, a mental you know a therapist but from your perspective as a trainer how do you take on that do you take on a dual responsibility to kind of think about you know the athletes. Again, not to say you know you're trained and sort of you're ace certified, and not, I mean it might not be you know you know sports psychology certified as well, but maybe you are. I think I think you could definitely handle both bags. By the way, like I'd be, you know, I could definitely see that right now. Um, how yeah, does that I blend? I, I said this earlier. Um, yeah. I, I, so I just joined a, uh, and I, I'm on the board of a nonprofit. Um, okay. It's called On Our Own. Wow. Um, and they work with people with drug addiction and mental health issues. Oh, okay. Um, and mm-hmm. my whole, I guess, I had to give like a speech. Okay. Um, it, it wasn't necessarily a speech, but it, I had to, we, we can call I had it a speech. to speech. tell speech. the reason why I wanted to be on the show. Sure. Um, and my whole spill was the, con- I said it earlier, but the connection between um, mental health and physical health. Yeah. Um, and I think that mental health is on the forefront of of everything right now i mean look at simone bowles and yep. i don't want to butcher mm-hmm. her name but osaka the tennis player yes yeah naomi yeah. osaka but um i think that that is for one amazing for them to like step out and say hey like i'm mentally not here yeah um when mm-hmm. For for many people, that is that is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yeah. But for them not to to be that aware and understand, um, I think that 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 opens doors opens doors for so so many to to put their selves first. I think that in life, back to sports mm-hmm. teaching you about life. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that putting yourself first, um, is is ridiculously important. Yeah. Um. Oftentimes we we suffer and we don't even know that we are 
necessarily suffering mm. from these mental issues. Um, but I think that it is important to put yourself first and, and learn about yourself. I, I was recently having a conversation with a friend who reached out to me and she was like, hey, I'm, I'm kind of sad and like, mm. I, I just want to have a conversation. Um, so she, she showed mm -hmm. up to, to run club, not to run, but literally just to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, I appreciated that she trusted me to have that conversation, but like, she was feeling sad and like, she put herself first in that situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, um, I think that mental health is super important and, and like understanding yourself and learning to like literally love yourself. Mm -hmm. Like so many of us don't love ourselves and we don't even we don't even necessarily know yeah um yeah i think part of it is learning about yourself is almost a skill that you learn throughout life sure. and i think it's my dad hey dad hi dad um <laughs> i think you know everyone is at different stages along that path of learning about um your quirks your likes your dislikes um how to pick yourself up when you're down and i think whether it's music running community different when you find the different things that you can lean on and you can contribute to um that's when you start to grow and develop the most i think um because you know it can be music it can be your, your favorite songs or your favorite route you know sometimes it's you just need to hear that song to, to get through that day or if you can just get the run in, then yeah. everything will be okay. You know, and I think uh, that it actually rhymed. That's that's beautiful. Um, <laughs> you know, Who you, you have a ghostwriter there in the, in the background too, bro. Come on, like what are you what are you doing out there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's over there. Um, but I, I, my my point is that you know, you know, personally, I'll say for me, uh, and especially when right. they're low points, I find that music, community, and running is really what what will put you back. Or, or, or will give you the strength to go forward. Mm. Um, so just at yeah. that. I mean, I, I, yeah, um, you have, I'm going to say this, but you have Quentin Miller over there. You're a Drake fan. Come on, you know. Oh, the, 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 yeah, the Ghost Rider. <laughs> Boxing like Quentin, bro. Quentin was, where was Quentin working before I got him? He was at the, the grocery store, man. Picking up, come on, man. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think oftentimes, I, I think learning to love yourself, I think, um, I guess I went through a breakup and I've learned more about myself within the last two years. Um, and I, I said this earlier, but I like, it's, it's something that has stuck with me. Like mm. comparison is the thief of joy. Oftentimes we compare ourselves to, to the next person. And, and honestly, it's not, it's not the healthiest thing. Um, I think that it's, it's, mm -hmm. it is a healthy, it is a certain level of competition that is healthy. Yeah. Um, and, and figuring that yeah. out and and figuring out that Rubik's cube, right? Mm. Um is is super important for for everyone. Um Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. I think that's a wow. I feel I feel like we've gone on a journey in this conversation. It's been really cool. We kind of we started there, went down, you know, Southwood, came back around. He had some Donda, Aaliyah, R. Kelly made an appearance. Let me put him back in his in his cell. But um, wow, it's just yeah. it's been a great great conversation, Alex and David. It's absolutely amazing. Hundred um, percent. And first off, just want to thank you so much, David, for for taking the time. Um, I know. To be fair, we've been talking about 
chatting with you for a while just because you're someone mm-hmm. who we look up to. Um, I, I will humbly say that I look up to you for a while and, and Kenan now, I'm sure, too. Number one fan. Um, so I uh, I think that's but no, that, that's a competitive, that's a competitive <laughs> session out. But um, once again, we know you're a busy guy. You probably have to be up early tomorrow morning. So all I will say Wait, is, hold up. Um, Alex always says this, bro. Alex, we also know. Come on, man. What is, is it? Nine o'clock yet? Every time we hit, it's nine o nine. Alex, Alex is done, man. Alex, and to be fair, it's okay. No, nothing wrong with that. Wrong with that. <laughs> One of the things that Alex told me, like he was like, I get eight hours of sleep every night. That's a non-negotiable. <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like, Alex. <laughs> oh my god! I get five and a half, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get you that for your birthday, so you can experience it once in your life. I appreciate. How about that? that? <laughs> awesome. um, but Ken, anything else? Thank you, David. I can't, I can't you know thank you enough for oh, coming you. on and you know not just for this conversation, but for every every conversation that we've had and being able to you know for just being willing to share your experience with us and being able to kind of you know show us you know parts of evil that we can't experience and just learning from your yeah just learning from your perspective is always a pleasure so thank you david and best of luck everything going forward man thank you same to you all congrats on the new job alex oh thank you so much appreciate david i know um you're someone who uh i was looking at looking to for for advice for life and jobs and i will continue to do so so uh Keep me, uh, keep me in your VIP contacts. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Oh, Appreciate right. it. Take care. Right. Peace. Yeah. Oh, I need to do this. Ah!